When most people think of Halloween, they think of scary costumes, trick-or-treating and other fun activities. But how did Halloween come about? My name is Tracy and welcome to the Halloween edition of Tracy Talks. Halloween is a time for celebration and superstition. Its origins are believed to be from the ancient Celtic festival of Soween. This was a festival where people would light bonfires and wear costumes to keep evil spirits away. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III chose November 1st as the day where all saints and martyrs would be honored. This holiday also involved some of the traditions of Soween. The evening before became known as All Hallows Eve and in later years Halloween. In time Halloween became less and less associated with religion and more and more an event where communities would gather and have child-friendly activities. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. You can find Tracy Talks on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. If you listen on iTunes and you are enjoying the show, then please leave a five-star rating. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tracy Jacobson. That's T-R-A-C-I-J-A-K-O-B-S-E-N. The J sounds like a Y because it's Norwegian. I've put together two stories, two scary stories, to help you ease into the Halloween spirit. Please note that these stories are not my own and you will find the links to the original stories in the description box below. The Yellow Raincoat is a scary true story about a young Korean woman who has a frightening encounter on an elevator. It is based on a supposedly true story. I don't know, you be the judge of that. 
My mom's friend is a woman who lives in South Korea. This happened 10 years ago. She lived with her husband and her young daughter in an apartment building in Seoul. At the time, her husband was always at work during the day and her daughter was very young, so she was a stay-at-home mother. One day, the woman went out to run some errands and she took her daughter with her. When they came back, they stood in the lobby of the apartment building and pressed the button for the elevator. When it arrived and the doors opened, she saw that there was a man already in the elevator. He was wearing a yellow raincoat and he also had a yellow hat on his head. The woman got onto the elevator with her daughter and she pressed the button for her floor. Something about the man made her feel uneasy. He never looked up at her. He just kept staring at the floor. It was as if he was keeping his head down so she couldn't really see his face. As the doors closed and the elevator began to ascend, the woman glanced at the man at the corner of her eye. She noticed that he was carrying something close to his side, something that was wrapped in newspaper. The man was making her nervous. Something about him wasn't right, but she couldn't put her finger on what it was. She made her daughter stand to the other side of her. She didn't know why, but she wanted to place herself in between the man and her daughter. There was an uncomfortable silence as the elevator slowly went up, floor by floor. The woman glanced at the elevator buttons and noticed that only one button was lit up. It was the button for her floor. None of the other numbers had been pressed. Things started to click in her head. That's when she realized what it was about the man that was making her so nervous. He was wearing a raincoat, but it wasn't raining outside. The woman started to panic. She took out her cell phone and even though her husband was at work, she pretended she was calling him. She started saying things like, I'm, I'm on the elevator and about to get off. Can, can you open the front door for me? And making it seem like her husband was waiting at home for her. When the elevator reached her floor and the doors opened, she quickly grabbed her daughter by the hand and got off. She started to walk as fast as she could down the hallway to her apartment. Glancing back, she noticed that the man had also gotten off the elevator on her floor and was slowly following her down the hallway. When she got to her apartment, she started to bang on the door and say loudly, Hey! I'm home! Open the door! She even tried to make it seem as if her husband was coming to answer the door.
When the man in the yellow raincoat saw this, he stopped in his tracks, turned around, and started to walk back towards the elevator. She watched him until he got back on the elevator, and then she breathed a sigh of relief. She started to punch in the key code to open the door, but her hands were shaking so much, she kept hitting the wrong numbers. Each time she pushed a button, it made a beeping sound. To her horror, she realized that the elevator doors hadn't closed. The man in the yellow raincoat was still there and he could hear the beeps. She saw him get out of the elevator and come running down the hallway towards her. The woman let out a scream. She tried one more time and managed to punch in the correct key code. The door opened and she pushed her daughter inside. She jumped through the doorway herself and when she turned around, she saw that the man in the yellow raincoat was right behind her. She managed to slam the door in his face before he could wedge his hand into the doorway to block her. Her heart was thumping in her chest as she quickly locked the front door and peered through the peephole. She saw the man in the yellow raincoat standing at the door with a knife in his hand. As she watched, he stood there for a moment, then calmly turned and walked back towards the elevator. A few months later, the woman was watching television when a news flash came on. It said that the police had captured a serial killer named Yu Yung Chul. He was responsible for the murders of over 20 young women and old men. After he killed them, he mutilated their bodies and ate parts of them. The woman told my mom that she could never forget the dread she felt when she saw the footage on the news of the serial killer being led away by police. He was still wearing the same yellow raincoat. Clap Clap is a story about a man and a woman who get lost in the mountains and come across an old cabin. One day, a young married couple went hiking in the mountains. As the sun began to set, they realized that they were lost. The wife was getting worried, but her husband tried to calm her down and assured her that they would eventually find their way back to their car. However, after walking for hours, they still had no idea where they were. It was growing dark, and the man and wife were getting desperate. They didn't have a map or a compass with them, 
and all the trees looked the same. Just when they were about to give up hope, they came across an old cabin in a clearing. The cabin looked as if it had seen better days. It was dilapidated and seemed like it hadn't been used in a long time. Some of the windows were cracked and broken and a lot of the tiles had fallen off the roof. The husband knocked on the front door, but there was no response. When he turned the handle, it slowly creaked open. Inside, they found that it was in a bad state of disrepair. There was very little furniture and the floor was covered with a thick layer of dust. As the couple cautiously looked around, they noticed a strange atmosphere and a peculiar, musty smell. The walls were covered from floor to ceiling with graffiti. Written in red paint, the words, death, death death, repeated over and over again. The man and woman were unnerved. With a shaking hand, the husband reached out to touch the wall. He was horrified to find that the paint was not yet dry. The couple were very frightened, but they had nowhere else to go. They knew that the mountain was dangerous at night and there were lots of wild animals prowling the woods. Despite the creepy writing on the walls, they decided to stay the night. Going upstairs, they found a moth-eaten mattress that was covered in stains. The husband and wife wrapped themselves in an old piece of carpet to keep warm and tried to make themselves as comfortable as possible under the circumstances. They lay down together on the mattress and eventually managed to fall asleep. Sometime after midnight, the couple were awakened by a strange, rustling noise. It sounded like someone or something was moving around outside the shack. Did you hear that? Asked his wife. I think there's somebody out there. Her husband listened for a while, but he didn't hear anything. He got out of bed and walked over to the window. It was too dark outside to see anything. Opening the window, he stuck his head out. Who's there? He called nervously. There was no answer. He was about to go back to bed 
when his wife suggested, Maybe it's somebody who can't speak. The husband returned to the window. Is there anybody out there? Clap once for yes and twice for no. He strained his ears to listen. The stars twinkled in the night sky. The crickets were chirping loudly. All of a sudden, the man turned to his wife in surprise. You were right, there's somebody out there. He leaned out the window and his eyes scanned the darkness. He couldn't make out anything in the pitch black. Are you the owner of this cabin? Are you a man? You're a woman then. Are you human? A chill ran down his spine. He swallowed hard. Did you come here alone? How many are with you? Clap once for each person. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening to this Halloween edition of Tracy Talks. Do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. I also enjoy hearing from you all, so drop me a message on my Facebook page, on Instagram, or on Twitter, at Tracy Akpson. If you would like to feature on the show, or if you just want to say hi, you can write to me on karibunorge at gmail.com. That's K-A-R-I-B-U-N-O-R-G-E at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you hear something go bump in the night, do not go and investigate. Happy Halloween.